0: وَحْدَاهُ لَا wa <laughs> لَهُ Anna أَنَّا مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ Rarely the praise belongs to Allah. We praise Him, seek His assistance and forgiveness. And we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds. <coughs> Whoever Allah guides, there is no one that can lead him astray. And whomever Allah leads astray, there is no one that can guide him. And I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone, and that he has no partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallam is his slave servant and his messenger. We would like to begin our talk this evening the first in that which we hope will be a series of lectures covering the Aqida of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah we hope بإذن الله wa with the permission of Allah and with success from Allah that we will be able to complete the reading and explanation of the very famous book of Islamic Aqeedah that has come to be known throughout the Muslim world as the Aqidah of ahl al-Sunnah Wal-Jama'ah and it is entitled al Aqeedah Al-Tahawiyyah. This book insha'Allah is a summary of the Islamic belief system as it is held by the people of Sunnah, the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Before beginning the reading of this book, we would like to make some introductory remarks. The first of them, the definition of Al-Aqidah and what is the subject that Al-Aqidah deals with or is comprised of the topics that it covers in general and what are some of the names that have been used by the people of Sunnah to refer to Al-Aqidah al Islamia. Additionally, we would like to define this term Ahlu As-Sunnah Wal-Jama'ah. What is the meaning of Ahlu sunnah Wal-Jama'ah? And what are some of the other names that are used to refer to the Ahlu sunnah Wal-Jama'ah? As well, we would like to mention some of the distinguishing characteristics of this Islamic system of belief the Aqidah of ahl Sunnah Wal-Jama'ah what are some of its distinguishing characteristics and also what are some of the important and distinguishing characteristics of the people who believe in this aqeedah the ahl Sunnah Wal-Jama'ah these points insha'Allah will be the foundation of our lectures for the next few months insha'Allah weekly on this very same day of the week and this very same time between Al-Maghrib and al and we ask Allah for his help and success and we also remind ourselves that the seeking of knowledge is an obligation on every Muslim every Muslim Male or female, as the Prophet said, al-'ilm ala kulli Muslim." The seeking of knowledge is an obligation on every Muslim, and this obligation requires a great effort on our part to go out and seek out the knowledge in order that we might understand this deen of Islam and worship Allah properly and it also requires in addition to an effort it requires sincere intention so it is important that we remind ourselves tonight and whenever we meet that our intention is to seek the knowledge of the deen of Allah in order to implement it in our lives. We are seeking this knowledge for the pleasure of Allah in order to worship him as he commanded that we worship him in accordance with the sunnah of his prophet Muhammad The first point of our introduction is the definition of al-aqeedah and what does al-aqeedah deal with. We can say in brief. Linguistically, al-aqidah, it is from the word al-aqd, it means binding, or clinging, or tightening something, confirming a matter. Linguistically, it means to tie or to bind something. <coughs> and this word, aqd, is also used in our worldly affairs when someone makes an agreement with another person they say they make a contract with him something that is binding between them that they have agreed upon and they are tied to it in the technical language in the religious terminology Al-Aqidah it means that confirmed faith or conviction that doesn't allow any doubt to come upon upon the person who believes in that thing or has faith faith in it. And this definition, this technical definition it is uh, applicable to that conviction or belief which is true, as well as that conviction or belief which is false. The false belief is called aqida, as well as the true belief, it is also called aqida. al aqida al Islamiyah, the real, the true and proper aqeedah. It is the firm and unwavering conviction, faith or belief in Allah. And that which is obligatory on the human being, to have faith in, to acknowledge and to recognize in reference to Allah's uluhiya, His, ya'ani divinity, that Allah alone, يعani, has the right to be worshipped. As well as His rububiyyah That He alone is the Rabb, the Lord, the Creator, the one who gives life and death, the one who owns and controls everything in the universe. In addition to the acknowledgement or the recognition that Allah alone is entitled to be called by or to be described by the most perfect names and characteristics of perfection that belong to Him exclusively. These three aspects of the acknowledgement of Allah are usually referred to as the Tawheed. The Tawheed of Allah's Rububiyyah, His Lordship, Uluhiyyah, His Divinity or right to be worshipped and His Asma, sifat His perfect and divine names and characteristics. Additionally Al-Aqidah Islamiyah also deals with the faith or the belief in the angels, the malaika the angels of Allah and all that the Qur'an or the Sunnah has informed us about concerning those angels, their names, their ranks their uh, responsibilities, their numbers, and so on. In addition to the firm conviction in the books or the revelations, the divine scriptures that were revealed throughout the ages to man up until the revelation of the final book, Al-Qur'an. It also deals with the conviction or belief in the messengers or prophets that have been sent to every nation throughout the earth from the first prophet Adam the first man until the last of the prophets and messengers Muhammad it deals with the belief in the last day the day of resurrection the day of judgment the day of accounting when all of what one has done in this world will be brought forth whether great or small and will be called to account for it it deals with the Divine Decree Al-Qadr wal qada That which Allah has decreed To be from the beginning of time Whether it is uh, of the good or otherwise It also includes everything That has come to us through the authentic sources of Quran or Sunnah related to the fundamentals of the Deen, Usul Deen, all of the fundamentals of the Deen that have come to us in the authentic and reliable sources, either through the Quran or the authentic true and correct hadith of the Prophet, ﷺ, as well as those matters related to the unseen and those things of the past nations reports or information about the past nations as well as that which will happen in the future. All of this is part of the subject of al al aqida al-Islamiyya. As well as that which is agreed upon by consensus of the righteous or pious predecessors, the early generations of the Muslims, primarily the Sahaba, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, and their students, the tabi'oon, and their students who came after them from amongst the imams and otherwise. Additionally, we can say that part of al aqida al islamia is total, so willing compliance and submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that which he has ruled to be, that which he has ordered us with, that which he has de- decreed or legislated. All of this is part of Al-Aqidah as well as those things which have come to us uh, of the legislation and laws and rules from the Prophet ﷺ and obedience to him and his judgment and following him. You can say this is a brief description of Al-Aqidah al islamiyah The aqidah al Islamiyyah as a science, as a science that is to be studied, that is to be researched and known part of the knowledge that every Muslim is required to seek after. This aqidah as a science, as it was understood by the ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah, includes a number of topics. It includes Al-Tawheed, which we already discussed in its various aspects. It includes Al-Iman, Faith. It includes Al-Islam. It includes the unseen matters, the matters related to prophethood, divine decree, the reports of the previous nations, and those undisputable, absolute rules or principles or foundations of the religion as well as يعني, those necessary matters concerning the refutation of the people of innovation and deviation and the refutation of the falsehoods false beliefs of other ways of life, or other religions or schools of thought and so on. Some of the names that have been used and commonly accepted amongst the people of Sunnah, the people who follow strictly the way of the Prophet ﷺ and follow the manhaj or the methodology of his companions, radiyallahu anhum ajma'in. Besides al-aqida, besides al-aqida, there are other names that the people of Sunnah have used to refer to this knowledge or this science. Uh, and one of those of those names is tawheed Al-Tawheed is used generally to refer to Al-Aqidah, to the whole of the Islamic belief system. Because Al-Tawheed uh, builds with the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His uniqueness in His right to divinity and to be worshipped and His names and characteristics. And this is the most honored and the most important of all the aspects of Al-Aqidah. Al-tawheed. Although also included in aqida, as we said, is the belief and the knowledge about the angels and the prophets and the revelation. But the most important aspect of al-aqida is tawheed. And so we found that many of the scholars used to refer to al-aqida by this name. Generally, they used to refer to al-aqida by the word tawheed. And some examples of that is the kitab al-tawheed. That is one of the books in the Sahih al-Bukhari. He named one of the books in his Sahih, in the collection of Sahih al-Bukhari, one of the chapters is called Kitab al tawhid And in that chapter he deals with matters of al-Aqidah. But he used the word al tawhid here to refer to al-Aqidah. Also, al-Imam ibn Khuzayma wrote a book called Kitab al-Tawheed. Wa is Sifat al-Rabb, the book of Tawheed and the confirmation or affirmation of the characteristics of the Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that book is dealing with Al-Aqidah. And there are so many examples of this title or this expression being used to refer to Al Aqidah. Additionally, the word or the expression as sunnah is used to refer to Al-Aqidah Islamiyya Al-Sunnah here it means Al-Tariqah or the way of the Prophet and it is used to refer to the Aqidah of the early generations of the Muslims the Aqidah of the Salaf, because that Aqidah was in conformity or in accord or in agreement with the beliefs of the Prophet, وسلم, his way, his tariqah, so they call the Aqidah as Sunnah. And there are many examples of books of the early scholars of the Muslims that they named as, as Sunnah, Kitab al Sunnah, for written by Al Imam Ahmed rahimahullah as well as Kitab al Sunnah by his son Abdullah. Sharh al-Sunnah imam by Imam al-Barbahari and so many other examples that we can find using the expression al-Sunnah to refer to al-Aqeedah Another of the expressions that's used to refer to al-Aqeedah is Usul al-Din, Usul din Many of the scholars when they said Usul al-Din they meant al-Aqeedah because usool-ud-din it means the fundamentals the fundamental principles the foundations of the religion and the foundations of the religion is the islamic belief system it is the most important aspect of the religion before the secondary furu usul means foundations and al-furu means the secondary things and that's normally referred to the islamic jurisprudence of fiqh but the fundamental is the aqidah so many of the scholars use this word usool-ud-din and they named so many books uh, of Aqidah using this type of expression uh, in, their, in the title of their books like Al-Ibana, Ala Usul Al-Diyana by Abu Hassan al ashari One of the great famous books of al aqeedah and one of the great scholars of the Muslim Ummah who before he came to the aqeedah of Ahl Sunnah and Jama'ah had some strange deviant beliefs that many people who ascribe themselves to him, Al Ashariya Aqeeda, they ascribe themselves to him holding on to those beliefs that he earlier held and then discarded before he came to the Aqidah of Ahl Sunnah Al Jama'ah. But Al Imam Abu Hassan Al Ashari actually wrote a book in the end of his life and that book described his final belief and that belief was the Aqeedah of Ahl Sunnah Wal jamaa And he named that book Al Ibana, An Usul al Diana, or Ala Usul al Diana. And there are also many examples of the scholars naming their books with the use of this name. Another famous expression that is used for Al aqeedah is Al Firth al Akbar. And this al-fiqh al-akbar, the greatest fiqh, or the greatest understanding. It is similar in meaning to usul u deen It means the greatest fiqh, it means the fundamentals, or the foundations of the religion, or the the great understanding, the matters that are more important, understanding of those matters, that is the fundamentals of the deen, the aqidah. And this is, ya'ani, in contradiction, or not in contradiction but it is in comparison to al-fiqh al-asghar or the smaller fiqh or the lesser fiqh or understanding which refers to the uh, matters of jurisprudence or the those rulings that the scholars made ijtihad in and came to conclusions that are today compiled in the books of Islamic jurisprudence and also another title that's used is al-shari'a al-shari'a and here, the use of this word is meant to refer to that which Allah and the Messenger of Allah وسلم, have legislated of those matters of guidance for the Muslim Ummah. al Sharia refers to the matters of guidance for the Muslim Ummah, what has been legislated. And the greatest of those things which have been legislated are the fundamentals of the religion Al-Aqeedah and there are also many of the scholars who use such a title to refer to their books of al aqeedah these are some of the names that have been widespread and well known amongst the people of Sunnah to refer to the knowledge of the Islamic belief system Al-Aqidah al Islamiyah. there are also other names that were used by the people other than ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah and the most famous perhaps of those titles that they use for Al-Aqeedah is Ilm Al-Kalam Ilm Al-Kalam and the knowledge of Al-Kalam I don't know how to translate Ilm Al-Kalam but Al-Kalam as you know means speech and perhaps uh, it is fitting that they name the Aqeedah Ilm Al-Kalam as they used to talk so much in their theorizing and debating and arguing and disputing the matters of Al-Aqidah so it is fitting that there so much talking uh, should have been, that their Aqidah should have been uh, identified by this characteristic of theirs, Al-Kalam, too much talking and also philosophy and philosopher is used by some of the Muslims to refer to Al-Aqidah uh, in that, in fact, instead of relying on the Qur'an and Sunnah, they have used philosophy as the basis for a foundation for their explanation and interpretation of the Islamic aqeedah. And unfortunately, even some of the Muslims use such titles as metaphysics to refer to al-aqeedah as the kuffar used to refer to their understanding or their explanation of those things that are um, as they say behind nature or whatever so we can say al-aqida is an expression that's used to refer to that which we believe in, and we have conviction in, of the fundamentals of the religion. Even if those beliefs that the person holds is incorrect or false, it may be referred to as aqidah. Even if those beliefs have no basis in rational arguments, nor in proofs from the revelation, it may be referred to as Al-Aqidah Verily, for sure Al-Aqidah it has a correct understanding the correct understanding of al It means the truth this is the real uh, application of Al-Aqidah and this is the Aqidah of the ahl al-Sunnah Wal-Jama'ah and it is based on the Qur'an and the confirmed Sunnah or sayings and practices and approvals of the Prophet ﷺ and the consensus of the early generations of the Muslims. Just as al aqeedah has a correct understanding, it also has an incorrect or false understanding. And that aqeedah the false aqeedah, it is whatever any belief that the people hold which are in contradiction or contrary to that, to that which came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or from the Prophet sallallahu just as the expression ad deen has two applications the deen that is sahih or correct and the deen that is incorrect but both are referred to as deen the false religions of the Christians, of the Jews, of the Buddhists, of Hindus the false ways of philosophy, the false systems of theory, of communism, socialism, capitalism, all of these things may be referred to as a Deen in that the people believe in them and we may call them the Aqidah or the Deen of those people. So just as Deen refers to both the false way as well as the true way so also Aqida may refer to false aqidah as well as true aqidah. in fact and properly al-aqidah islamia this expression should only be used to refer to the beliefs and the convictions and the methodology of implementing the religion that was held by the people of Sunnah, the Ahl-Sunnah wal jamaa because this aqeedah really it is Islam, it is the deen that Allah is pleased with, that Allah has revealed to us and He has legislated for us. Any other Aqeedah, it should be examined in light of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, and the understanding of the Sahaba, and the early generations of the Muslims and that which is in agreement with what they held then it is considered to be part of al aqida al and that which is in contradiction or in conflict with the beliefs of the early generations of the Muslims should be rejected and not be considered a part of the Islamic Aqida, even though the people who hold those beliefs are Muslims the second definition that we want to discuss, which is very important, is the definition of Ahl-Sunnu wal-Jama'ah. This is an expression that is used by many people. Perhaps most of the Muslims in the world refer to themselves as Ahl-Sunnu wal-Jama'ah. In fact, strangely enough. It was said recently in these past few days that there was a discussion between two Muslims and one of them tried to convince the other one that the term Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah is general including all Muslims and even we should be careful to exclude we should be careful to exclude or we should refrain from excluding the Sufiyya and Shia we shouldn't exclude them from ahl Sunnah wal-Jamaah because some of them are not as bad as others no doubt this is going a little too far in stretching the definition of ahl Sunnah wal-Jamaah because even if we accept that some of the people who follow the Sufi practices and hold the Sufi beliefs even if we accept that some of them, their beliefs are closer to the correct Aqidah and their practices are not so far from the Sunnah, even if we accept that, for sure we cannot include the Shia, no way we can include the least or the worst of the Shia as part of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jamaah. We might say that this term Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah could be applicable in its broadest definition to all Muslims who are not from the Shia. Yani anyone who is not from Shia who may say they are from Sunnah. It's possible to use such an application of the expression Ahl-Sunnah. Although the reality of the matter is that Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, if we know what is the real definition of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, and what are the characteristics of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, then we will know that these people in fact should not be included in this category or under this title of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And for this reason, we want to discuss at least briefly the definition that some of the scholars have given to us for this expression, Ahdi Sunnah Wal Jama'ah, its uh, linguistic definition as well as its technical uh, definition in the religion of Islam, as well as some of the, the uh, distinguishing characteristics of the Ahdi Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. A sunnah, linguistically, it means a tariqah or a seerah. A sunnah means a tariqah, the way, or a which is similar someone someone's. Uh, manners, or their way of life, or their lifestyle. In the technical meaning, as sunnah, it means the guidance that the Messenger of Allah (sallallahu had given to us, and that pattern of conduct which he displayed and exemplified. As well as that which we found being exemplified by his companions, the companions of Muhammad, including their knowledge or belief, their sayings and their actions. The manner or the behavior patterns of the Prophet, his guidance, his actions, his speech, his beliefs. All of this is included in the technical meaning of a sunnah. And this is the sunnah which is, it is obligatory on us to follow. And that the people who follow it are praised for following this sunnah, the guidance of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi and the people who contradict it or oppose it or blame for opposing this sunnah. The expression sunnah as we mentioned on other occasions also has many other meanings and from amongst those meanings the meaning of sunnah is the opposite of fard. The I mean, sunnah is sometimes used in the uh, jurisprudence to refer to that which is not obligatory Al-fardh or wajib is that which oblig- is obligatory and sunnah is that which is not obligatory this is one of the meanings of sunnah sunnah also uh, is used to mean the opposite of bid'ah. When you want to say something is not bid'ah innovation, you say it is sunnah. This is sunnah, not bid'ah. Bid'ah refers to that which has no basis in the guidance of the Prophet And sunnah is that which is based on the guidance of the Prophet wasallam. Sunnah also is used sometimes to refer to that which is not in the Qur'an. Yani that guidance or that proof or that evidence that didn't come from the Qur'an. We say this came from the Qur'an and this came from the Sunnah. Meaning it's from the saying of the Prophet ﷺ, or his actions or his approval. These are some of the meanings of Sunnah. And of course, as Sunnah, as we discussed in our previous uh, lectures concerning Aqeedah, Sunnah also means Al-Aqeedah as it was used by Imam Ahmed in his book uh, Usul sunnah the fundamentals of the sunnah, meaning the fundamentals of the Islamic aqeedah. So here the technical meaning of sunnah, it means the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ, his sayings, uh, his actions as well as his beliefs. As for the word al jamaa al jamaa linguistically it means uh, coming together, the opposite of breaking up or separating. And al-jama'ah, it means, it is used to apply to a group of people who come together and collect themselves based on some common point of agreement. You say this is the, jam- the jama'ah. This jama'ah, those people who are in agreement with a certain matter, whether it's business, political, social or whatever. You can call those people who came together on a certain point, jama'ah, linguistically. In the technical language, Al-Jama'ah, it refers first and foremost to the early, uh, the first generation of the Muslims, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, they are first and foremost Al-Jama'ah. The first Jama'ah, the first group of Muslims was the companions, the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum ajma'een, as well as the Tabi'een, the students of the companions and those who followed them and their way also can be included in that definition, in the technical definition of al jamaa because they are the people who collected themselves together, who gathered themselves based on a common point, their agreement with the Qur'an and their agreement with the Sunnah and the following of the way of the Imam, the rightly guided Imam of the Muslim Ummah. So whoever followed this way even after the early generation up until our day they may also be included in the technical definition of al-jama'ah from this we can understand that the meaning of ahlu sunnah wal-jama'ah if we understand the meaning of these two words then we will know that ahlu sunnah wal-jama'ah it means those people who stick firmly and cling to and hold tightly to the way or the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu wa sallam and that way as we mentioned includes not only his sayings and actions but it also includes his beliefs those who follow him strictly and those who avoided that which is in contradiction to his way no matter in what land they may be and what time in history they came those people are considered Ahl-Sunnah wal jama'a as long as they stuck to the guidance of the Prophet in all matters in belief and practice and the way of his companions and those who followed their way and those people will remain as has been promised by the Prophet sallallahu until the day of judgment. There will remain some people on this way and they are the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Also, we might mention here that we don't mean by Al Jama'ah simply the group of people in general from amongst the Muslim Ummah whenever there is a group of people they are Al-jama'ah, according to the linguistic definition. We don't just mean any group of people who call themselves Muslims that they are the jama'ah that we refer to when we say Ahlul Sunnah wal jama'ah. Even if they are the majority, as long as those people didn't come together and agree upon the truth, the right way, the sunnah, and the guidance of the Prophet sallallahu no matter what their number are, they are not considered the jama'ah, the ahl Sunnah wal jama'ah, even if they are the majority. Because the Prophet sallallahu mentioned that those people who would be supported or helped or aided by Allah, up until the day of judgment, al-ta'ifa al mansurah that group of people who Allah would give his help to, that they are the ahl Sunnah wal jama'ah, and that they would be one group from amongst the 73 groups that the Muslim Ummah would be divided into. So we don't necessarily expect that because any group of people are the majority that they are the jama'ah. They might not be the majority. The jama'ah might not be the majority but in fact they are one group from amongst the 73 groups or sects that the Muslim Ummah would be divided into as it has been reported authentically from abu huraira radiallahu anhu that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said تفترق اليهود ala that the jews would be divided into 71 or 72 sects or divisions and the christians likewise would be divided into so many sects and my ummah that is the ummah of Muhammad would be divided into 73 from this we know that not all of the people who call themselves muslims are those people who are really following the Sunnah? That group that would be supported and that group that would be saved from the hellfire because they followed the correct methodology and the manners and the ways and the beliefs of the Prophet. Also, some of the other names that the people who follow the correct way and held the correct beliefs are known by. Sometimes this expression is used Ahlu as Sunnah that is without mentioning al-Jama'ah sometimes we might refer to the people who are following the correct guidance as Ahlu Sunnah and sometimes we might use this expression alone, Al jamaa without saying ahli Sunnah. And both of these are of those proper names that are used to refer to the people of correct guidance. As the Prophet, in another narration of the previous hadith which we just mentioned, in another narration of that hadith, he said, that this ummah will be divided into 71 sects and all of them, all of those sects would be in the fire except one here, Al That one which would not be in the fire is Al Jama'ah. So the Prophet, in an authentic hadith, uh, that hadith was reported by Ibn Abi Asim in his book, As Sunnah. And it was declared to be Sahih by Shaykh Nasruddin Al-Bani In his Checking of that book So here in this hadith The Prophet Sallallahu Referred to the people on the correct way Or the people who would be saved as Al-Jama'ah Also another expression That is commonly used Although usually Misunderstood Is As-Salah as fali As-Salah Asfali. And this expression is used to refer to the Ahlus Sunnah al-Jama'ah. And the great scholars of the Muslim Ummah use this expression. Just as our scholars today continue to use this expression. And as linguistically it means the righteous predecessors. The salaf is those who came before us, and asfali means righteous. So our righteous predecessors Are the first the companions of the Prophet they came before us, and then those who came after them, whoever followed their way, even up until today. As well, the expression Ahlul Al-Athar, that means the people who followed the Athar, or that which was transmitted to us, the Sunnah that was transmitted to us from the Prophet and his Sahaba. We are also referred to as Ahlu al-Hadith, Ahlu hadith the people of Hadith. They are the people who take from the Sunnah or the way of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, studying the narrations that were recorded from him, narrating them, memorizing them, as well as trying to understand their meaning that they may be applied in their lives. They follow this guidance that came from the hadith from the way of the Prophet Sallallahu that which has been recorded of his Sunnah and therefore they are referred to as Ahlul Hadith Also al taifa Al-Mansurah that is that group which would be aided or helped in this world and al sirqa Al-Najiyah or that group which would be saved which would escape from the fire in the next slide, these people or these expressions are also used to refer to the Ahl-Sunnah and jamaa and these terms are commonly used amongst the earlier scholars as well as the contemporary scholars of the people of Sunnah. also, uh, finally, of those names that are acceptable to be used for the Ahlul Sunnah Wal is Ahlu Al-Ittiba'ah The ways of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam They are called also Ahlu Al-Ittiba'ah Because they follow the reports or narrations or ways of the Prophet ﷺ in their outward appearance as well as in their inner being. And they follow strictly the way of the believers. That is, those who came before us from amongst Sahaba and those who came after them. And they follow the instruction or the advice of the Messenger of Allah ﷺ when he said to us in that hadith which is reported authentically, he said, Alaykum وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ الْرَاشِدِينَ مِنْ بعدي. That it is incumbent upon you. It is obligatory on you. There is no choice in this matter. bi It is obligatory upon you to follow my sunnah or my way as well as the sunnah of the rightly guided or khulafa, Those who came as the leaders of the Muslims after the death of the Prophet wasallam, including Abu Bakr. أن عمر وثمنا علي رضي الله رضي الله أنهم أجمعين. Follow that Sunnah also, and that Sunnah obviously is the Sunnah of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. He said عدوا عليها بالنواجذ بالنواجذ وعياتكم المحتفاة الأمور فإن كل برعة ضلالة. So hold on to that Sunnah with your teeth. Grip tightly to that sunnah, hold it tightly, cling to it. And beware of newly invented matters, for every bid'ah or innovation is dolala, it is astray. And in other narrations he said, and every dalala is in the fire. Every going astray is in the fire. So these are some of the names that are used to refer to ahl sunnah wal jama'a. And this is the definition, the proper definition of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'a. And from this, I think it becomes clear uh, um, and easy to distinguish those who are really from the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'a and those who are not. Uh, before closing in these last few moments, um, I would just like to quickly mention or summarize some of the particular or peculiar or distinguishing characteristics of the Aqeedah of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, which shows its great value and which calls us to hold on to it and to stick to it. And from amongst those characteristics of Al Aqeedah al Islamiyah, or the Aqeedah of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, is that this Aqeedah, as opposed to the Aqeedah of other groups from amongst the Muslim Ummah who have deviated, it is derived from the sources or the primary sources of Islam, that is, it is derived from the Quran and Sunnah. So it is far away and removed from those foreign influences that came to the Muslim Ummah in the later generations and it is free from those intellectual or rational arguments that cause the Muslims to deviate or those Uh, deviations that came about because of people following their desires The Islamic Aqeedah or this correct Aqeedah is derived from the primary source of Islam, the Quran and Sunnah and it is far removed from those foreign ideas that came to the Muslim Ummah later Another of those characteristics of the correct Aqeedah, it is uh, it causes the Muslim who believes in this aqeedah to consider the texts that come from Quran and Sunnah as being very very great. We don't take the text of Quran and Sunnah lightly. But when someone said this came from Quran and Sunnah the people who follow this aqidah consider this as being the most important thing. As opposed to others who if you tell them any matter in aqidah that's contrary to the way they believe, and you use as a proof for what you say, something that came from the Qur'an, from the book of Allah, or from the sayings of the Prophet ﷺ, they consider it to be insignificant. And they refuse to accept what you said, even though it came from the Qur'an and sunnah. Whereas the people of this aqeedah, when you bring to them any proof from the Qur'an and sunnah, they give it a very great status, and they consider it to be of the utmost importance. Another characteristic of this aqidah which calls us to follow it and stick to it is that this aqidah ties us and binds us and connects us to as Salaf as to the righteous predecessors, to the Sahaba and the Tabi'een and the Atba'at Tabi'een. The early generations of the Muslims who held this very same belief. When we hold this belief, then we are connected to them. And this raises our status and our honor. Because we are connected to the most honored of the people, the best of the generations, and the best of people of this Ummah, the first generations, the Salafist Salih. Also, the fact that the Quran has called to our attention the absolute necessity of sticking to that which the first generations of the Muslims were upon and avoiding. Anything other than that. this aqidah calls us to this idea, as the Quran teaches us, in uh, as Allah mentioned in Surah An-Nisa, chapter four, verse one, fifteen: "Whoever opposes the Prophet, the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, after the guidance became clear to them, after it was made clear to them." Not while they were in ignorance, but after the revelation came to them. After the proofs were presented to them, then they still opposed the way of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, And they followed, وَيَتَّبِعْ غَيْرَ سَبِيلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And they followed other than the way of the mu'mineen. And the way of the mu'mineen is the way of the sahaba. When the Qur'an was revealed, when these ayat were revealed, المؤمنين, It didn't mean Anyone other than the companions of the Prophet. Whoever opposed the way of the Prophet after it became clear to them and they followed other than the way of the mu'mineen, the companions of the Prophet, Nuwallihi Wa Nuslihi Jahannam Then Allah turns them to that which He turns himself, or turns them to that which they turn themselves, uh, and caused them to enter the hellfire, and evil is it as a destination. Yani this is a threat from Allah that encourages us to follow the way of the Prophet ﷺ and the way of the Sahaba, the first generation, and to leave and avoid any way other than the way of the believers. And this Aqeedah calls us to this and is very firm and strict in this characteristic of the people who accept this Aqeedah. As well, this Aqeedah enables the Muslims to. Uh, be described or to take on the characteristic which Allah is pleased with. That characteristic that the believer accepts whatever the Prophet wasallam has given to us, whatever he has ruled for us, even if our intellect, even if our desire or our feeling may tell us otherwise. This characteristic of submitting and complying wholeheartedly without any hesitation or resistance To what the Prophet ﷺ has given us Is a characteristic that the person achieves When they uh, follow and believe in this aqeedah As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah al Nisaa, chapter 4 verse 65 فَلَا وَرَبِّكْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَكِّمُوكَ فيما شَجْرَ بَيْنَهُمْ that no doubt, or no way, by your Lord, Allah is swearing by Himself. وَرَبِّكَ He is swearing by Himself that you will never believe. لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ حَتَّى يُحَقِّمُوكَ شَجْرَ بَيْنُهُمْ That they will never have real iman, and they would never be believers until they seek ruling and judgment from Muhammad in any matter about which they differ. Anything that we differ about, we must go only to the Prophet and we would never have real Iman, we would never be really believers until we seek rulings from him only. <inaudible> and after he has ruled in any matter, we don't find in ourselves any discomfort or any resistance or any problem with what he has said. But we accept it and submit to it totally and fully. This is what Allah wants from the believer that when there is any difference in us that we seek the ruling or the judgment from the Prophet sallallahu from the Quran and from his Sunnah and when that ruling came to us we submit to it and accept it wholeheartedly without any resistance or hesitation. This can be achieved by the one who follows this aqidah al-aqidah al al-sahihah the correct Islamic aqeedah And also of the characteristics of this aqeedah is that uh, it enables us to unite the ranks of the muslims and gather us together in unity, in true unity because the aqidah of the quran and the sunnah it is in reality uh, we can say the practical achievement the practical achievement and the correct or authentic response to the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when He said, It is based on this aqidah that we are actually able to answer this call, that we are able to implement it in real life where Allah says, and hold on to the rope of Allah, the Quran, the Sunnah, the Deen of Islam, the truth. All together, as a group, wa la tafarraqu, and don't be separated or divided amongst yourselves. It is only based on this aqidah, the people who follow this aqidah, that we are able to achieve such in reality, in real life. No matter if we are in different lands or in different times, whoever we may be from different cultures and different languages, we are able to come together in unity with one another based on this aqeedah of the Quran and the Sunnah. And finally, of those characteristics of this aqidah, is that Uh, it requires of us to hold on to the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ in its totality without rejecting anything from the sunnah and without making any differentiation in accepting the sunnah in our belief we don't make any differentiation between that belief or that uh, matter of faith which came in the sunnah whether it came from hadith, mutawatir or hadith
1: ahad.
0: Even if that hadith is mutawatir or ahad, we accept it if it was authentically reported from the Prophet sallallahu Unlike the other people who only accept according to their claim that belief or that point of creed or faith which is based on hadith mutawatir, ahadith al-mutawatir. But they don't accept that which came from al-ahadith al-ahad. الأحد. What do we mean by mutawatir al-ahad in greek uh, we can say that the Hadith mutawatir are those Hadith which were reported throughout the generations, throughout the different ages from the time of the Prophet wasallam until they were collected into the books of Hadith by many narratives or many reporters in every time period. In every time period there were many who reported that same Hadith which caused us to Um, believe for sure that it was authentic or it was truly coming from the Prophet ﷺ and removing any doubt that those people could have come together to invent it or planned, or uh, conspired to invent something. When that hadith was reported through so many people in the same age and in every age, continuously it was reported by many people, they say that hadith is mutawatir, and they say they accept the aqidah only from hadith mutawatir but we say, we accept our aqidah from hadith which is mutawatir or even if it's not mutawatir even if it came from one reporter, in any generation, or one reporter in every generation. If the chain of narratives is considered to be authentic by the scholars of hadith, then we accept that point of belief and creed, even if it came in any generation, or in all the generations, through only one reporter. And this is called hadith ahad. So, this is also the final characteristic that we wanted to mention of this aqidah that we don't reject anything from the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ when it is reported authentically, whether it's mutawatir through many narrators or ahad through one narrator. There five minutes remaining, so perhaps I will quickly uh, mention the last point of our introduction, and actually, this point is very important. Um, but um, I will try, insha'Allah, to mention it as quickly as possible so that we can at least finish this point before we leave uh, this evening. Of the most important distinguishing characteristics or identifying qualities of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, this also will help us to identify the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We will mention here 12 distinguishing characteristics of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, and these help us to know do we fit into the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah? And who fits in and who does not fit in. It is not for the purpose of putting someone in or out, but just for the purpose of knowledge, in order to correct ourselves. Inshallah, we'll listen to the adhan. And just take five minutes after the adhan to complete. Uh, Of the most important characteristics or qualities of Ahl Sunnah and Jama'ah is that they attach the utmost importance to the book of Allah by memorization, recitation and seeking the explanation of the Qur'an and the explanation of the narrations of the Prophet Sallallahu Also, they submit completely to the religion of Islam and they make it as their way of life totally and have faith in all of the Qur'an, the whole of it They believe in those texts which mention Allah's promise as well as those which mention His threat, His promise of reward or paradise and His threat of punishment in the hellfire. They believe in those texts which affirm Allah's attributes, His sifat, or His name, His asma, and those which negate any resemblance between Allah and the creatures, that Allah has any resemblance to anything in the creation. They join or combine between faith in Allah's qadr, accepting Allah's qadr or divine decree, as well as affirming the fact that the human being has a will of his own. The fact that Allah has decreed what He has decreed doesn't negate the fact that the human being has a will, a limited free will. And they also combine or reconcile between knowledge and action. that is they not only seek knowledge but also practice that knowledge that they seek. They adhere to the sunnah and reject the bid'ah or innovation and they also oppose and reject and and, 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 uh, stay far away from those um, disagreements in matters of religion that divide the Muslims. They follow the guidance of the well known, reliable, and trustworthy scholars, namely the companions of the Prophet وسلم, and those who follow the way of the Sahaba in matters of belief, action, as well as in matters related to calling to the religion of Allah and calling to the way of the Prophet, وسلم, that is, da'wah. They remain firm. And clear from those who contradict and oppose the way of the companions of the Prophet. Far away from those people who contradict or deviate from the way of the Prophet. They maintain a middle position in matters of belief between the extremes, those who went to either extreme, to the far right or to the left, but they maintain in matters of belief the middle position. While in matters of worship and in conduct, they also adhere to the medium or the middle position between, between uh, those who go to the extreme beyond the bounds that have been legislated or exhibited in the sunnah, or those who go to the other extreme of neglectfulness, yani neglecting that which Allah has legislated for the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. They also strive, and make every effort to collect the Muslims and join them together and unite them on the truth and unite or unify the ranks of the Muslims upon a tawheed as our basic principle, at tawheed and al-Ittiba' or following of the Prophet sallallahu and try to eliminate all causes that lead to argument and differences uh, and splitting between the Muslims. For this reason, they do not distinguish themselves from the rest of the Muslims in the fundamentals of the religion by using any other name other than Ahl Sunnah Al Jama'ah or those names that have been accepted by the Muslim scholars. Yani they don't use names uh, that identify them with any sect or any deviation that came later on, but they only use those names as Sunnah Al Jama'ah. Or those names that came from the Qur'an or from the Sunnah, Al Ta'ifa al Mansurah, Al Firqa al Naji and so on. They call others to Allah and they command the good and forbid the wrong and make jihad and try to revive or give life to the Sunnah that has been lost or have been neglected. They try to revive the deen and to establish Allah's law and Allah's rule in all the matters and all aspects of our life whether they are major or minor. Significant or insignificant. As some people say, some matters of the deen are insignificant. Having a beard or a moustache or wearing your clothes above your ankle, they say these things are insignificant. Using miswak is insignificant. Why should we give attention to such matters? But actually the people of sunnah give attention to all matters of the deen whether they are significant or insignificant. They have equity and justice or fairness in dealing with others. We are fair and just in dealing with others. Whether they are from a deviant group or from another religion, the Ahlul Sunnah al-Jama'ah are fair and just in dealing with other people. They observe the right of Allah in dealing with people uh, and don't just seek their own desires or the desires of their groups or their associations. They do not exploit or do wrong to others or consider insignificant or belittle those that should be respected for whatever reason that they should be respected. As well there is a conformity or agreement in their understanding and similarity or likeness in their positions, in all matters of the deen even though they may be in distant land or living in different time periods in history we find that the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah of the past are similar to the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah of today in their positions and in their uh, displaying or exhibition um, of the Deen and this is one of the fruits of the fact that the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah possess a single source for their Deen and for their menhaj or methodology and how it is acquired. That is the Quran and Sunnah and the understanding of the Sahaba. They also show kindness and mercy and goodness and kindness towards all people, towards all people, not only the people of their group. And they exhibit and display sincerity to the to Allah and to the Book of Allah and to the Messenger of Allah and to the leaders and the general body of the Muslims. And finally they show concern for the affairs of the Muslims and aid and support them and fulfill their rights, and try to remove from them or push away from them or prevent any harm from reaching them these are some of the characteristics or distinguishing characteristics of the Ahl Sunnu and Juma'ah and we hope insha'Allah that um, we will benefit from these few points of introduction explaining the definition of al aqeedah and definition of Ahni Sunnah Wal Juma'ah and this is a base or a foundation uh, that is an introduction to our study of the Islamic Aqeedah which we will take insha'Allah in the coming lecture bi uh, the first point from the book of Al-Imam um, Al-Tahawi, Al-Aqeedah Al-Tahawiyah containing 100, approximately 105 points of Islamic Aqeedah insha'Allah covering the wide or the whole range of the Islamic aqeedah and whatever a Muslim needs to know insha'Allah in our coming lecture we'll begin uh, with that book and, we, uh, and I would like to just remind everyone uh, whoever doesn't have a copy of that book should try to get a copy of it so that at least we may have the text of the manual that we are using and then as we go along we will provide some brief explanation of each point point by point with the evidences uh, concerning each point um, uh, as we go along. So please, uh, whoever doesn't have a copy of the book, please try to get a copy of it. I think the sisters have some copies over there um, uh, for sale. And if there are no copies left of the original book, then whoever doesn't have a copy, we will make a photocopy for them. Subhanakallahumma wa an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. If there are any questions from the sisters, uh, they may send them now. If we have time, we will answer them. Uh, or we may answer them uh, immediately after the Salat. And if there are no questions, then uh, inshallah, until the next lesson.